0: which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like, you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Jewel. Hi, Am. How are you doing over there?
1: I have to tell you, big day to be the number two, <laughs> bad day to be a podcast about celebrity news.
0: You guys, it's a slow week. And obviously we and our producer had off yesterday for the holiday and we kind of figured, okay, this is aligning perfectly because more things will happen. And not a hell of a lot happens, So it's just a slower week, which is okay. But let's just set expectations from the jump.
1: I feel like when you start a celebrity news podcast, you take one vow and that's to never talk about Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley. And then all of a sudden they're your main story of the week.
0: And it's still like one of the last things we're discussing.
1: You know what? My dad was like, should I come on for the Aaron Rodgers section? And I was like, we're so low on stories. We may actually want you to.
0: Honestly, yes. We need Green Bay Packers biggest fan right here.
1: Hilarious.
0: Okay. So an amazing thing that happened yesterday is that we got the first real trailer for the Kardashians. And yes, it was only 26 seconds for anybody who didn't see it. We'll put the link in the description. But God, it feels good to be back.
1: It feels good to finally get some insight into the show.
0: Finally. I have to say watching it made me irrationally happy. Like my reaction, if I wasn't sitting next to you and Isabel when it dropped would have probably been embarrassing. But I think what it made me realize is that I don't think I was aware of how much I missed the show because there was so much going on in their orbit that it almost felt like another show happening on social media. So then to watch this trailer, I was like, yes, this is the shit that we have watched for so many years. And this is the reason that it was so successful because I felt happy just from those 26 seconds.
1: Right. I don't think I realized how much I missed the show necessarily either because we have been so Kardashian news heavy. So it's not like There was this absence in our life that we've been missing, like that they had the show and then they just disappeared. It so isn't the case because we've been keeping up with them constantly. But I don't think I realized how much I missed the behind the scenes and the intimacy of having them on our screens. It's such a different feel than just absorbing them via the news and social media.
0: No, completely. And that's what we always say. It's not that we're necessarily gonna be finding out so much new information on an episode, but what we're going to get to witness is them processing the news that has already broken. And to me, that is just the most fun ever. Like you didn't really get it that much back in the earlier seasons because people weren't keeping up with them separate than the show that much. You know, yes, of course, Kim's sex tape was a big story, but it wasn't a story like a Tristan cheating story or something that's happening currently. And so Yeah, you're getting the news, but to then watch them sit down on Chris's couch and discuss it, that is the shit that you wish you could get from any A-list celebrity that has a public scandal. Exactly. And
1: so even in that 26 second clip, which is obviously so short, and there was maybe only a couple of speaking lines, the lines that you did get of them at dinner after Travis and Courtney's engagement, where Chris is saying how happy she is and Kim saying, she never had a reaction like this to me. And I've been through this a couple of times. Like that's the gold we want. And that's what we got in 26 seconds. Imagine what the actual show is going to be
0: like. have to tell you, I found myself so excited for the Courtney and Travis plotline, which is not what I would have necessarily expected because it's not like they've been keeping their relationship private. We've seen so much of it and we see so much of it constantly, actually to the point where I think some people find it to be too much. So I wouldn't expect that that's what I would have been looking forward to. But I have to say, when I saw Chris get so emotional, I realized that we haven't really seen that much of the family's reaction to Courtney's newest love story. You know, So aside from of course, a Scott confessional, which we're dying for. I want to see how the rest of them feel about it.
1: I'm glad you just said a Scott confessional because one of the points I wanted to bring up was not even one glimpse of him in the trailer.
0: Yeah, but it was so short. To me, I don't take that as any sort of a bad omen.
1: No, I don't think so either, but it is an interesting thing to point out, like not even one scene of him walking by. And again, I'm not saying he's not going to be in it. I wholeheartedly believe that he will. But I could see him having a very different role in this one than we're used to him having.
0: Well, I mean, just naturally when I'm sure a lot of it is going to be revolving around Courtney and Travis – Unless Scott is willing to make his own struggle with that, or not even, I don't even want to say struggle, his own processing of that be a storyline, yeah, he would naturally take a back seat. But think about in the past, he has been so willing to talk about like the hardest emotional moments in his life. So I don't know if he would necessarily veer away from it. But then again, I, I don't know. I don't know where I stand on it. Well, that's why it's
1: going to be incredible to see, because we will have all of these questions answered finally.
0: Yeah, guys... For those of you that care in the way that we do, I know you were just as excited about this and I cannot wait for the next one.
1: I have to say, like, while we're on the subject of the show and the inside look that we're going to get into it and how excited we are, I think that it brings up a really interesting point about exactly what we were saying in the intro of this episode, which is like the celebrity news stories have been a little bit lacking. It would be a lie to pretend they haven't. And I think one of the things that you and I get asked about a lot, and like specifically we've done interviews about this where it's like, Do you think that people are over celebrity culture, over celebrities? And I think that something that happened during the pandemic is that there was a very clear shift in the way that we view them. And I think a lot of celebrities really recognize that. Something I think that the Kardashians are consistently showing us is that we're not over that. Like, we still care so much about what they're doing in the news stories, and we want that entertainment in our lives. And I think just by watching that 26-second clip of Kardashians and being so unbelievably excited for that insight and the drama and the plot lines, it just goes to show the much bigger picture of, like, we're all so interested, and it's not just Kardashian-specific.
0: See, my thing with that is I agree with you that it's not Kardashian-specific. Even if people's understandings or appreciation style of celebrities has changed, the interest level is still there on some level, at least for a large portion of people. And I don't think that that will ever fully go away. But I think what's unique about the Kardashians is that they can get away with showing some more of the superficial elements of their life. And I don't even mean just... Material items, also more kind of petty interactions or petty arguments because they also go so deep. So, yeah, of course, they're going to get criticized for it a little bit. But if you take your average A lister, they could never get away with talking about the shit or showing off the shit that the Kardashians do because they're not supplementing that with the really deep, vulnerable content. Like they don't have a camera in their face finding out while they're in labor that the father of their child has just cheated on them. So, I think when you do that, you're also allowed to. To show off your new Rolls Royce and people are gonna be more accepting of it. I, I don't know. It's it's a bizarre and I do think unique balance that they have struck. And of course, a lot of people aren't down for it. They can't stand them for it. I get that. That's not who I'm speaking to right now. I'm talking to like the majority of us that are interested in this world.
1: So I think that's such an interesting point, also going off of like maybe kind of the way we see cancel culture. And I don't mean in terms of holding people accountable for things they've done wrong or people learning from their mistakes. Like, that's not what you mean. I just think there's this concept that people have spoken about where it's like you can't be, quote, canceled for something if you don't acknowledge it. And I think with the Kardashians, specifically as it applies to very materialistic things and that insight that they give us into their lives, one of the reasons that they're able to get away with doing that and showing that off is because they don't acknowledge, really, the criticism of that. And so for the really loud voices sometimes that are saying they don't want to see it, they think it's in bad taste, oftentimes they shut that out and they'll continue to give us home tours and closet tours and car tours. And for those of us, and I'm not saying there's wrong either way you want to view that, but for those of us who do enjoy that, we get the benefit of that because they choose to do that instead of acknowledging the criticism that they get from that.
0: And I think it works for them because they know factually just based on the response, you know, number wise, people really are interested in that. They really do care. They want to see it. They want to see every little detail. Even people that cannot believe Chris Jenner has an entire room devoted to just fine China. They're still going to watch the video. You know You know what I mean? So they see what's working. And I think at the end of the day, it's a numbers game. And they understand that not only is it escapism and interest for some people, but I do think that it breeds intimacy because yeah, it's stuff, but it's their stuff and it's their personal stuff and it's inside their homes. And you just don't get that with a lot of people. I don't know. I mean, right. it's, it's a conversation that could go in a million different directions. I have so much to say on this, <laughs> but just to bring it back to the trailer... It was everything I wanted, and it was only 26 seconds, so I cannot even wait for when they release the full two- or three-minute one.
1: I know. Me too. I feel like every day is just a countdown to the show premiering. It's like when they first announced that it was in April a couple of weeks ago, or like when we first saw it on Hulu without them even announcing it yet, we were like, that is never coming. That is so far away. I can't handle it. And Now, as it gets closer, we're like, oh, my God, it's almost March. It's basically almost April, which means it's basically almost time for the show, and that is... I can't even tell you, more exciting than I could possibly describe.
0: Well, you and I were talking about that yesterday with Anna and Isabel about how we feel like our concept of time is just completely warped and almost non-existent, which I think is an experience a lot of people are having because of the repetition we felt during the pandemic. And so In a way, I I typically don't like that. I don't love not having a concept of time, but I actually welcome it in times like this when there's a two-month period that would typically seem grueling. But because my interpretation of time is so off at the moment, it actually feels relatively uh, seamless.
1: You're 100% right. The interpretation (laughs) of time thing is a concept that I, I can't even get into because it actually, if I think too much about it, it's painful for me. And I have to imagine that other people feel that way too because it's this concept of like, not only not having an understanding of time, but also feeling like you've missed gaps of your life now. And it's it's really unsettling when you actually think about it. So as long as we can keep the thinking about not understanding time in terms of only the Kardashians coming out, I can handle that mentally.
0: Completely. And I know it may sound stupid, but I'm just going to work my hardest to channel that complete lack of understanding of time into pure excitement for this season premiere. And I would really welcome anyone who wants to join me in that process.
1: I will be right there with you.
0: (laughs) I know you will. So Mother's Day is coming up, and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom, because realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify Eye Drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. The next thing we wanted to talk about is Britney Spears is apparently releasing a tell-all book with Simon & Schuster. supposedly a $15 million deal talking about her career, her family, her upbringing, kind of just going there about it all. There was supposedly a a big bidding war, of course, by a lot of different publishing houses, but I guess Simon & Schuster got it. And it hasn't been confirmed yet by Britney or by Simon & Schuster, but recently an insider for Britney confirmed it to Variety. So- I am so excited.
1: I am so beyond excited. I think that one of the main things that we have said about Brittany this whole time is that she has a story to tell. And for so long, it's been kind of Hollywood's best kept secret, but against her will. And so for her to finally be able to tell her full story and also get a bag for it, good for her.
0: Well, the thing is we knew, or I guess we hoped that she would do this eventually. I just think we didn't have a good understanding as to what the medium was going to be, because I totally could have seen this as a multiple part documentary series, something of the sort. So a book, it's not what I necessarily thought, but I am thrilled. And by the way, I don't think that that means that a documentary couldn't follow.
1: Right. I figured that a book would be the case because she's spoken so openly about not wanting to do these interviews on camera and a documentary would eventually lead to that. Like she's spoken about it being something that she's very anxious about or very afraid of. And so I think the book is probably the easiest way for her to get down all of these stories. And then there will inevitably be a book tour where she will presumably do these interviews and she'll get asked very pointed questions and so we'll finally I think between the book and these interviews get a really full story I think that we will eventually get a documentary and I hope that it will be made with her as a producing credit or something where she really gets to play a very large role in that I just think that the full documentary is a little ways away
0: I think I agree with you but but you agree that you think it's A possible follow up?
1: Absolutely. I think she has a lot of healing to do, and the book is one of the first steps in that. Like, I think that before she can tell her story in a sort of documentary, glamorized, but also reliving the trauma sort of way, she has to like put pen to paper and really get it all out.
0: I have to imagine that it will be a cathartic experience. And I'm sure she's obviously going to have you know, a a ghostwriter and someone to help. But she's the one that has to relive all of those experiences in order to get them down on paper. And while I think that that could be triggering, I do think that it's going to be a cathartic experience for her.
1: I do too. I mean, listen, it'll also be really interesting to hear some of these things from her point of view because there are certain aspects of Britney's life that we saw unfold that we – Know how they happened. We just don't know her thought process behind them. So it'll be very interesting to see the way that her words and her thoughts match up with the experiences that we've watched her live through.
0: Hmm. Hmm. I know she has so much to say. You know, like even in some of those Instagram posts, which of course is just a small little fraction. You could see she's like chomping at the bit to get her side out. And I, I think it takes a lot of patience to kind of wait to do it in in this sort of a way? Because she could have blown up people's spots a long time ago.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, with the patience that she's exhibited, obviously we've seen her start to tell her story from the time that the conservatorship ended until now and the book deal has been signed. We've heard her continuously kind of say, one day I'll tell my story or one day you'll get the full thing. So she's only giving us bits and pieces of information where I'm sure that that patience you're talking about is really being exhibited because that temptation to just lay it all out there in an Instagram caption or a video that she puts out herself, I'm sure, is so tempting. But what we're really going to see now is going to be another leg of patience from like writing it down, everything, every experience she's had and everything she's gone through and everything she's wanted to say for so long, and really sit with that until the book is released. And so, all of that, that she keeps saying of, I have my full story. I'm going to tell it one day you'll get it. Like that one day is coming up very soon, but there is going to be a road of patience continuously until we get there
0: for both of us, for
1: the viewer and for Brittany.
0: I know. I know. And it's like, if we think we have to exhibit patience, imagine how she fucking feels. That's what I keep saying to myself. (laughs) I know. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance, waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company, and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services LLC. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because You just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Okay, so in terms of the Aaron Rodgers, Shailene Woodley stuff... I definitely wouldn't say that we are going to be the source that is going to ease any confusion you may be having because we are feeling a little bit confused ourselves. And I remember at the inception of this relationship we also felt a little bit confused because nobody even really knew they were dating and then apparently they were engaged. Anyway, so they have apparently broken up. The sources were saying, you know, they thought they were a good match, but there were just a lot of things that they weren't aligned on. So then yesterday, Aaron does a carousel post on his Instagram with some different photos. And I'm going to read the first part of the caption. There's a photo of him and Shailene. He says, here's some Monday night gratitude for some of the incredibly special people in my life with some pictures from the last beautiful year. At Shailene Woodley, thanks for letting me chase after you the first couple of months after we met and finally letting me catch up to you and be a part of your life. Thanks for always having my back, for the incredible kindness you show me and everyone else you meet, and for showing me what unconditional love looks like. I love you. And I'm grateful for you. And he went on to name a few other people. But if you look at any of the news articles, it's like Aaron Rodgers expresses gratitude for ex Shailene Woodley. So it seems like this is almost to say, thank you for the impact you had on my life and no longer have. Although if you didn't know they were broken up, I think you would read this as just a fiance appreciation post. No?
1: Yeah. I was obviously confused by that as well. My question actually about them as a couple is, do you think the reason that people are interested in them is because of just that confusion element? Like, do you think it's more people are interested because they're confused by the timeline and how it played out in terms of just, are they dating? Are they not? Oh wait, they're literally engaged. Or do you think it's more that there are two people that you would never expect to be together, that the confusion exists so much in that, that that's why people are interested? Or do you think it's a combination of both? Like, I guess for me, it's both of those things. But if I had to pick, the leading thing would be I'm
0: just so confused by them as a parent. I honestly think it's a combination of the two because on one hand, yes, I would say the majority of people wouldn't necessarily put this pairing together. Although, let's say they were people that were very open on social and they wanted to share their relationship, which they don't, and that's totally fine. Maybe people would warm up to it a little bit more or feel like they had a better understanding, but you're already a little bit confused just on them as a couple. And then on top of that, the timeline has everyone so in the dark that it just piles on. So, yeah, my final answer is that I think it's a combination. Right. And not to really get into it
1: because I honestly don't want to on the podcast, but of all of the celebrity couples that I can think of, I think the couple that people are most intrigued by the politics of are them. And a lot of celebrities, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't really know which one, which way one leans or the other. And it doesn't usually matter. But with them, they are both so prominent in their ideas that you look at them and you're like, how is this working for you? And I guess it didn't because that's one of the main things that people said when they were speculating about the divorce and that sources were saying was, you know, initially they had just agreed to disagree, but it got to the point where they just couldn't do that anymore. But I think that has been the question
0: about them since the very beginning. Well, I think it was only a question because they were both so outspoken in their own beliefs. Whereas if people just had speculations or maybe they did have a difference in beliefs, but it was a little bit more kind of private or not spoken about, I don't even think that would have been a, a question in people's minds, but it would, they were both so public about it that of course that bred confusion. Yeah, of course. Anyway, so we don't really have any other information on that, but just felt like a necessary update to share. Yeah. If you're more interested, you can email my dad. (laughs) So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And Get warm, rather ready with quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q U I N C E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. Doing your hair has the potential to be such a time consuming process if you're not using products that really work for you and honestly really work with you. And for me, I'd say generally speaking, my hair is pretty easy to manage, but it does get frizzy. I have a lot of split ends. So I'm always looking for things to manage the frizz. And recently I've been into a new product from Way. It's their anti-frizz cream. So it's a really lightweight cream. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours and also heat protection up to 450 degrees. So you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. Then the thing I really like about it is that it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching dry hair with intense hydration. So you can feel like it just feels good on your hair. For me, I get out of the shower. I always spray in the leave-in conditioner. I've told you guys about that before, but I love it a little anti-frizz cream, and you're good to go. I also, I mean, I love a lot of things from Whey, but I like their detox shampoo. I don't use that every week, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, but I feel like it gives my hair a really, really good clean. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to dot com and enter promo code CELEBS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code CELEBS. <laughs> So you guys may have seen that Kim did the objects of affection series for Vogue, where she basically went through her house and showed different objects of her affection, both sentimental items and also more materialistic items. And I have to say that this video is a perfect example of the conversation we were having in the beginning about how they can somehow get away with it. And as I was watching that and Kim is explaining with such seriousness and such conviction, her Three different luxury cars being gray because she wanted to match the color scheme of her cars to the color scheme of her house and have everything kind of blend in. And it's not until I say it out loud where I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's fucking wild. Like I am watching that and it's the most normal thing in the world to me, you know? And I think it's because of the way that she presents it and because she knows people want to see that. People eat that shit up. But you tell me one other celebrity, because I honestly can't think of one that's not the Kardashians that could look directly into a camera for Vogue and show off their Lamborghini, their Rolls Royce and explain the color scheme and not have the internet absolutely erupt over it. Like just saying how tone deaf they are. But with Kim, she fucking owns it. And it just makes sense. Like, I don't know how to explain it eloquently, but do you know what I mean? It's
1: almost a conflicting thought because of how much shit Kim does get. And I mean, all of them get a lot of shit, but Kim specifically, I think, gets the most. So it's almost a conflicting thought to say that because on one hand, you are right. Like, she 100% gets away with the absurdity of it all. But on the other hand, she is the one that gets away with it the least. She can't do anything without it being criticized. She can't make any move without the internet being up in arms. So again, it's not that people don't react to her. It's that she doesn't react to
0: them. No, no. Yes, you are 100% right. It's so much more about her than it is about the reaction. But I probably used the wrong term in saying the internet erupted because I'm sure on some level, part of the internet did erupt as they would anytime Kim does something that people deem in poor taste. But for her actual fans, for the people that enjoy her content, they're in for that. They love that. You know what I mean? Whereas I think there are some celebrities that people love and are fans of and would do that and it would still be taken Really negatively. and with Kim, I, it's almost like we're watching I don't know. We're watching the combination of somebody who is so real with their audience, but at the same time exists in a world that is almost so fantasy oriented
1: right. Well, she almost strangely enough benefits from the constant hate she gets because it's almost at a certain point where people are either not paying attention to it in the slightest, like they've never cared, and they've let the internet kind of run and say their opinions about Kim and you know, the way they view Kim is not going to change based on what the internet thinks because they've kind of been up against this their whole lives defending her. You have that side of it. And then you have the other side of it where still people are constantly giving her shit and constantly hating on everything she does, but they kind of pick and choose their battles at a certain point where it's like, you know what? This car thing is a little bit ridiculous, but in the grand scheme of other things that we've been bothered by with Kim, we can let this one go. So it really, the amount of anger that her just living her life sends people into strangely works to her advantage. And that's what
0: most celebrities can't pull off. Completely. I know she always says the commonest is her superpower and it's not that she's wrong, but I would add that to the list. It's a very unique and specific way that she handles the hate by almost not really handling it at all. It's, it's you know, you know like all the Instagram mantras of like, your haters should be your biggest motivators. Kim just lives that just by living her life.
1: Right. And the calmness is what completely plays into that. That w- That's what allows her to continue to operate like this. Because when you can pick and choose the things that you want to respond to, aka the things that are important to you to respond to, or the things that you feel strongly about either defending or clarifying or making sure people know what your true intention is, And then not reacting to any of it or not hiding away from the criticism, that's when you're able to find that balance and able to keep moving forward. And a lot of celebrities cannot find that balance because they either want to completely shut down and take that hate from the internet and never make the mistake they feel they've made again or the internet feels they've made again, or they want to react to every single thing. And when you're going up against the internet, it's a losing battle every single time. Once the internet's made a decision about you, if you're going to try and fight back, you're going to lose. And so Kim has found this balance of really being able to conquer that. And I think that's why she's able to be so successful in the way that we view
0: her like that. And by the way, any celebrity or person really that does kind of shut down in the face of that criticism, I don't blame in the slightest. Again, obviously that's not the goal, but I, I can't even imagine how terrifying that must be, which is why... I mean, again, I just have a lot of respect for anyone in the public eye because it's not fucking easy.
1: Oh, absolutely. That is 0% of criticism because I know that if I was in a position where I received that, that's exactly how I would handle it. I would completely 100% shut down. I would not be able to handle that coming at me. I mean, the internet's a really scary place and it's this place of very much a mob mentality and it's a lot to go up against. Most recently, I think that we can all agree like, The Julia Fox video, the Uncut Gems, as hilarious as that was, and as many trends and funny videos came from that, like to be Julia Fox in that position with the entire internet jokingly even making fun of you, that's a fucking lot to have to handle. So imagine that if it's not a joke or if it's somebody really wishing truly mean things against you. Like, I don't know. I think about it constantly because I truly know that if it were me, I would not be able to handle it in the slightest in any capacity.
0: No, neither of us would. We're just not built for that uh, in the slightest. Right. Yeah. The Julia Fox thing, I I it's funny cuz I obviously agree with you like it's, it's such a kind of quote funny harmless thing but at the same time I'm sure it is overwhelming. Although I have to say and I mean this as a complete compliment, I almost feel like she's the best person to be on the receiving end of it because like I said a few episodes ago, I do find her to be relatively desensitized. So I think she probably would just appreciate the attention and not have it really get to her. I mean, even she did a response video that was kind of joking in nature. Maybe I'm just completely making this up and she was really hurting. I just don't, I don't know. Somehow I I find that she would not be affected by this.
1: No, I, I agree with you. It's actually funny going back to our initial conversation. I had seen something on Twitter where somebody said like, I can't believe it, but Julia Fox just made an amazing point. And she basically said in some interview, like the reason that she carried on with the publicity of the Kanye thing aside from her loving it herself was she was like, I'm a celebrity. Like we're celebrities. Our entire existence is to give people entertainment. So why not just let them in? And it was like, I don't always agree with that point I have to say, because I think when you're a celebrity and you're such a public figure, it can be so taxing. And so an expectation from the public that you should be constantly just letting people into your lives is unrealistic. At the same time, I can't necessarily say I disagree with the general concept of like, if you're a celebrity, your job is to entertain.
0: Yes, I agree. I think that as long as that concept is understood loosely enough to the point where it's not detrimental to like your mental health slash sanity, then yes. Right, which is again,
1: going back to what you said, why Julia Fox is almost the perfect person because if her entire mindset is, we're just here to provide entertainment, then yeah, that's exactly what she did. Mission accomplished.
0: Yeah. Also, those baby books that Kim has for each of the kids is so special and so clearly something that has been instilled in her by Chris. But you can just see she's so proud of it. And they have no idea, but in 10, 15, 20 years, those kids are going to be so grateful to have all of that. It really was inspiring to me to want to do that more when I eventually have children.
1: Oh, it's the best thing in the entire world to have. My mom has all of our baby books, but I'm so happy you brought that point up because the thing that I wanted to say was aside from how beautiful and sentimental it is and the letters that she writes every year, the thing that I couldn't get past was the pictures in the baby books. Like the pictures in the baby books for so many of them on North's, it's all of the people that came to meet her when she was born. Like there's a picture of Beyonce and Jay-Z holding her, a whole page of celebrities holding her. She then shows Saint in Chicago's book and so much of their pictures were screenshots from Instagrams or something with Snapchat filters. And she points that out. She says like, you know, when Chicago was born, Snapchat was really a thing. So there were all these pictures of her with like the barriers or different filters on. She was like, and when Saint was born, emojis were really a thing. And That entire social media influence that Kim has is now extending to her kids' baby books, which is absolutely crazy and such a representation of the times, but it's something that you would probably never see in anyone else's baby books. Like, North will know how many likes her birth announcement got because it's in her baby book, not just because it's on her mom's Instagram page. That's insane when you break that down.
0: Right. And even when she's saying, well, if I had a kid today, I'd probably do the announcement via TikTok. You know, she's just so tuned into that thinking because that is her entire brand. But it's very interesting when you're looking at a baby book, you really get to see on paper just how clearly that trickles down to every single aspect of her life. Like it is very abnormal to be able to read a person's baby book and have an understanding of the social media trend at the time. I would say that's pretty much unheard of.
1: I would totally agree with you.
0: Anything else that you would like to mention?
1: I would love if you're down for it, just to spend five minutes, just maybe discussing a little bit of Euphoria and putting in some predictions for the finale. Oh
0: my God. I loved this episode as a viewer, by the way, spoiler alert, fast forward if you have not watched Euphoria season two, episode seven. I loved this episode so much, and I really appreciated the way they went between fantasy play reality. It was just kind of a whirlwind and really beautiful. But I genuinely don't feel qualified to, to discuss it at all intelligently. Like I'm down to try, but I I still don't really know what's going on.
1: The episode was a little bit confusing. Like there was a part of me that wishes that the, the play was casted a little worse actually, because they looked so much like them that I had a hard time differentiating, and the transitions were so perfect that. It almost made it worse when you're trying to piece together what's happening. But it was such a beautifully, amazingly done episode. And for Lexi Howard and at the same time, Maude Apatow to really come into herself, like what a beautiful thing to watch.
0: That's, I think, one of the reasons that this episode was so enjoyable. Aside from everything happening, which I was obsessed with, I was just rooting so hard for Lexi and for Maude. You know, it's like you really are watching her come into her own. And every interview I have ever seen of her, and I feel like I've watched a pretty decent amount, she just seems to be so kind. And the best way that I can put it is almost like as not jaded as she could be, given the fact that she's the child of Judd Apatow and Leslie Mann. Like I think she recognizes her place at the same time, though, has a lot of grace in the way that she acts, which can, the same cannot be said for so many children of very famous people. So I just I root for Lexi because I fucking love Lexi as a character, but I also root for Maud.
1: Right. I know I said last week during the episode that feminism was you catching that or attempting to catch that cockroach. True feminism is everybody on the internet saying that Maud Apatow is Leslie Mann's daughter and her dad is some director. Like the fact that she is known as Leslie Mann's daughter and Judd Apatow's name hardly gets mentioned in this like new wave of Gen Z talking about her is one of the funnier things I can ever even think of.
0: Wait, I wanted to say to you, you remember last week we were having the conversation because you had seen the trend on TikTok of people saying like, what is a very subtle way that you inject feminism into your daily conversations, remember? Yes, Isabel said it, but yeah. Oh, Isabel said it. Okay. And we were having it and I I couldn't think of any. Yesterday I saw a video on TikTok of this girl saying that one of the ways that she does that is that anytime a guy is talking to her about some man being excellent in the field, her response is like, oh, so he's like the Serena Williams of whatever the thing she's talking about. And I forgot to say it to you, but right now when you just said it, it reminded me.
1: Oh, that's such an amazing one. Right? Isn't it? Yeah, basically what we're talking about is there was a video on TikTok that people had circulated, which was like, how do you inject feminism into your conversations in like a very subtle way? And like one of them, I think like one of the main ones was somebody saying like, whenever they know that someone is successful or wealthy, they ask, what does their mom do instead of what did their dad do? Like it's little things like that. But saying the Serena Williams or something or like even as little as, oh, Leslie Mann's daughter is such a funny, good one for that. I love thinking of those.
0: I know, I know. In terms of predictions for next week, I honestly have no idea, but I saw an interview that Ashtray's character did, and they asked him to describe this season in three words. And one of the words he used was devastating, which I pray to God is not in response to something happening to Fez. But let me tell you something he looked so handsome in that suit. He had the flowers and the note ready to go. And I already just know that I'm going to be pausing it every five seconds next week because my anxiety is not going to be able to handle whatever is the inevitable, terrible thing that's going to happen to him.
1: Nothing can happen to him. I won't allow it. I will be absolutely so upset. I I think that for the success of the show, I have to imagine that they wouldn't want to do a season without him. Like He was so unbelievably well-received this season. I mean, obviously last season too, but it gave new life to his character. And I think to lose that would be such a devastating loss, not just in terms of a loss, just in terms of the entire trajectory of the show. So I I don't know. I really, really hope that's not the case. But again, that's also the reason, though, that, like, you love him so much and the reason you root for Lexi as a character is because the entire conversation that you have over and over again about the show is, like, who's the villain? Who's the hero of the show? And it's, like, everyone's a little bit of both. Like, everyone's a little bit of villain. Everyone's a little bit of hero. But Lexi and Fezco so stand out as, like, the clear heroes of the show and the clear people who have like good intentions. And so you just don't want anything to happen to them. And what, now that they have a plot line together and you haven't even really seen that come to fruition, the idea of losing half of that is, I mean, heartbreaking.
0: I know. And she's looking in the audience and his seat is empty. I fuck. I just hate that guy, whatever his name is, Faye's boyfriend.
1: Yeah, it's so hard to keep track. And also, like, Faye, I know you have it in you to be a good person. I can see it on the tip of your tongue. Just do the right thing.
0: I know. And watching that scene was torturous because you know what she wants to do, you know?
1: Right. I can't believe next week's the finale. Like, I'm so excited and I can't wait for it. But I also want to hold it off as much as possible because I know it's going to be, like, another two years until the next season comes out. So, like, I'm like, I want it. I need questions answered. And at the same time, I'm like, please don't be Sunday. Please don't be Sunday. I'm not ready for it yet.
0: I know. I know. Oh, God. I love this show. I really get such a unparalleled level of enjoyment from it. And I'm just so glad that you made me watch.
1: I'm so glad too. The last thing I'll say also is I know that I love this show so much because The enjoyment I get just from Zendaya's facial expressions and reactions alone could be its own show. And that's how I know this is just different because I can't tell you one show where I would care more about a character's facial expressions and response
0: than the actual plot. I know. And it wasn't even just Zendaya. It was all of their reactions were so real. Even Maddie watching Nate get increasingly more frustrated. I saw a TikTok that I want to try to find the link of, but it was an actress that was in that scene, you know, in the audience. And she was saying that it was hours and hours and hours, like 16 hour days, because they had to film that in so many different ways, obviously. And there had to be a certain element for continuity sake, but they knew they were never going to get it perfect. And like, it just the, the filming that had to go into that is really insane.
1: Right. And a lot of it was their genuine reactions because they were watching the play for the first time, which is just hysterical. I mean, also something that's so funny is the way that in, the internet reacts to specifically... Rue as if she's real like I saw so many people tweeting and being like Rue looks so sober and happy and healthy and I'm so happy for her and it's like guys it's not real like they just wrote her that way she's just acting her out like I understand like I'm so thrilled and happy to see her sober and happy too but like it, it's not real
0: <laughs> but it is to me it is I know. <laughs> it was real to me <laughs> okay anything else you want to mention for today no I
1: think that's it
0: I cannot believe, like, honest to God, I cannot believe we just did a full episode because you and I were sitting here this morning being like, there are no stories. But I don't know. We pulled it off somehow.
1: Pulled it off somehow. I mean, I've been stressed about this for probably four days now.
0: (laughs) I know. Every day, Julie texts me, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I'm like, I don't know, but we don't have an option, so we're just going to go with it. I came very close to just spreading a rumor. But then a Kardashians Hulu trailer dropped of a total of 26 seconds that we can easily spend a full hour on. So we're in the clear. We're in the clear. It shouldn't be enough to
1: be in the clear, but somehow it
0: is. <laughs> okay. We love you guys. We'll see you later this week for Bravo and Kardashians. Thank you so much for listening.